Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are back on Colt Chanero Chat, a Thursday evening show. I'm Jeremy, and per usual, I'm joined by Robbie. How you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. Um, bit, bit of, a bit of a feeling of Groundhog's Day, but I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> new mic and new mic plugged into my, to my, to my computer here, and we're ready to rock and roll, yeah. We are making a technological waves here on Colt Chanero Chat as we enter 2022. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I almost want to talk about anything else other than the, the Supercopa semifinal we just watched. But we have a duty, we have an obligation, and we're going to make a good show out of this. So I am determined. Uh, it, it was looking good after about 75 minutes on Thursday. Atletico had a 1-0 lead. And Unai Simon own goal had Atletico 15 minutes away from the final against Madrid on Sunday. A derby in Saudi Arabia was going to be great. And then Atletico scored two goals and win two goals to one. They advanced to the final instead um robbie i i don't know there's we're going to be covering a lot of the ground we've covered throughout the season in terms of atletico's defensive issues in terms of the lack of a clear playing style and i don't know where do you want to start because i think there are a few places we we can start and and try to cover this old ground in a new way yeah i think i think you said there that it was looking good after 75 minutes but was it like? Not uh, really. I, know, I know that's a turn of phrase, and you, you or uh, that's just a figure of speech in terms of it was looking good for a result. In terms of the but scoreboard, it was, it was look- looking great, but in terms of the actual on-pitch product, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I also don't really know how much we can blame um, we can blame Simeone for this because, in fairness, uh, he did try something. He tried to. He played Joe Felix and Correa up front. Was it the right decision? It. We we can't just keep going back and saying. Uh, um, in hindsight, after the lose game, oh, it was the wrong decision. It, it, on paper, that looked not bad. Um, he tried Versalco as a right uh, centre back, dropping Felipe and and, and that. Coca uh, and Cadabia looked good, and and it was only when. Condobia went off that they really started to put serious pressure on Atletico um, but but I do think I wrote I wrote that article on the uh, on the defensive defensive issues and the more I looked at it the more I think that it's actually not uh, so much 
it is an issue with, with, with Atletico being afraid and, and it is all those things but it's also individual mistakes here in that Felipe doesn't want to know I can't really blame Felipe for tonight sitting on the because bench because he wasn't but, there <laughs> uh, uh, again tonight it was um, it was, her, it was, it was, it was actually set pieces tonight set obviously pieces. That, that, that did Atletico in but in terms of trying something and, and trying to provoke a reaction or trying to do something Simeone did try, but again, it was just it wasn't enough. And this is just a team now. Now, you're actually fighting something apart from the tactics and apart from the processes. You're fighting lack of confidence, and you're fighting against a crisis and those bad feelings. And that's uh, that's way worse because it's kind of like shadow boxing. At least with tactics, you can say, okay, that will work, and this will. We have to do this, and the logic is sound. With confidence and, and and mentality, that's a completely different thing. And and um, and uh, Jan Oblak said that tonight. He said, "Look, we're we're all disappointed, and the words don't matter much for anything now. At this point, it's we have to fix this." And I think that even they know that they're in a crisis at this at this point in time. And uh, I really don't know how to fix it. Like I was looking at the bench, and I was looking. I don't know what's what's going to happen. Uh, and it's, uh, it's it's certainly not looking good for for the rest of the season. Like, how do you fix that which has no easy solution? Um, Oblak said in in, in uh, quotes carried by Spanish TV tonight, uh, it's difficult to explain how we conceded two goals from set plays. It's happening to us more this season. Uh, we're conceding a lot. Many of those goals due to our individual mistakes. Uh, those are uh, quotes from the uh, excellent La Liga Lowdown Twitter account. But, yeah, it's it's great to acknowledge that the mistakes are, are being made, and it's great to – it's better to be honest and acknowledge that things are going wrong rather than saying, oh, we're fine, this is just a blip on the radar. So that's good. But it, it's difficult to envision fixing everything which is ailing Atletico this season, and, and their own worst enemies are themselves, right? Because Atletico are, are bringing this all on themselves. Um, they threw away another first half on Thursday night – um, now, I know this game is in Saudi Arabia. I know it's it's not a popular competition, the Supercopa, um, it, it's, and it's a long flight. It's exhausting. But Atletico, again, did not come really prepared to play, could have been behind at halftime if Oblak hadn't made a fabulous save on Inyaki Williams. They go ahead after the hour from a Jao Felix header uh, from a Lemak corner. It rolls in underneath Unai Simon. I think uh, Athletics defense could have done a bit better than that. But then the same old problems reappear. Simeone puts on Suarez for 20 minutes when he knows the plan is going to be to defend a 1-0 lead. Like, if you're going to try to defend and hit a team on the counterattack, why on earth is Suarez coming in? Uh, it, it's That strikes me as stubbornness. That strikes me as, as a coach who is just looking for solutions of any way he can find them. And he's turning to Suarez, who is who has demonstrated he's not going to help in this style of play. It's not his game. And you have Cunha and Herrera coming on after Athletic take the lead, and it, it's just throwing things at the wall and, and, and seeing what sticks. Yeah, and, and I, I don't even... I think it's more, maybe not necessarily stubbornness, but just hopefulness, Try hopefully Suarez... Does, but they were leading 1-0 at the time. I don't really understand. Uh, like... like they needed a, a player who could maybe run the channels at that point when when Atletico were on the counter. Uh, I think Lodi Renan Lodi is a player, a very very frustrating left back in, in 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 that he can do some great things, but then also I mean he puts Joe Felix through for that one with that two on two there, and Joe Felix gets a shot on target definitely, uh, and and then a couple of times then and uh, later on just making his decision making is really poor and. And, and and there was warning shots even before the goals. Uh, John Oblak saved one off the line from uh, Inigo Martinez, I think. Yeah. Nico Williams should have probably scored before that. Um, and that was immediately after Atletico after Atletico took the lead at, at, at Oblak. Um, and there was another save then as well. And and I I just think yeah, like I mean, Atletico could have scraped by in one one nil, but in the end, I think it was a very fair result and. Uh, yeah, it's it's gotten to the point now where, where I, I guess I guess, like, I suppose we're kind of going back a couple of years now. But in a way, 
it, it it was always going to end like this for Simeone, I feel like. And I know I'm talking about the end now as if it's a fact, and I, but I'm just kind of speculating here and just say the end of the season is the end of the line for Simeone. It was always going to end like this. Like, how can, how, how can you go from being the manager he was, completely counter-culture counter at the time, sitting deep, old school, 4-4-2, no-nonsense, uh, and, like... Asking him to evolve into into something that he's not, and I don't want to go back over all ground here. But like it was always going to end like this, wasn't it? Like even mm. and when you say how do you fix a problem that has that has no clear solution, like that's exactly it. There is no. It's not like, uh, for example. I, I don't know I mean uh, someone in crisis right now like it's not like uh, as if we're just missing or Atletico Madrid are just missing a right back or a left back or a midfielder it's throughout the team the, the whole thing and, and every single not, not one single thing you could put your finger on over the last six weeks and in reality throughout the season there's not one thing that's actually working well in, in terms of attack defence set pieces uh, and I mean it's really really bleak and if, if, if this if it wasn't for Simeone's legendary status at the club and everything he's done for the club it would be the, the crisis talk would be ramped up to, to 11 at this point it'd be even uglier right and as as and that point about Simeone and it possibly ending this way is is well taken and I I agree with the with how you've rationalized it and, and how you, you've kind of said, like, it's hard to get a, a leopard to change his spots, you know, and, and Simeone for so long built this Atletico team around a very specialized and a very particular identity. And now we don't know what the heck they're doing most games, right? We don't know how they're setting up to play. The, the first half tonight was, was just kind of embarrassing to watch Atletico try to attack. Uh, an organized, well-drilled, energetic, athletic team that eventually uh, ran out, deserved 2-1 winners. Uh, it was just slow. It was laborious. There was no clear plan. The ball kept getting stuck at Koke's feet or Kondogbia's feet. Carrasco was really frustrating tonight, too. Uh, just extremely indecisive and hesitant and frustrated. And that's the, the Carrasco from his first Atletico stint, the Carrasco that Atletico sold to China to get him out of the squad. Uh, back in 2018, uh, and it's, it seems like he's reverted to being that younger, uh, kind of wilder, more frustrated Carrasco. And some of the players, too, I think, share the blame. And we've talked back and forth about Simeone and the tactical identity and the problems with um, disseminating the Cholismo philosophy to this group of players. Like, who could have foreseen... I know Oblak had a pretty good game tonight. Neither goal was his fault. But how, who could have foreseen Oblak... Uh, having such a steep decline who could have foreseen um Mario Hermoso also in the midst of such a steep decline after a great year last year uh Llorente being injured half the year Koke so important to last year title winners looking like a shell of who he was or who he has been throughout his Atletico career uh so yeah the the, the players share some blame to like DePaul is not really covering himself in glory either but he has to be played out of position because there's no balance in the team. It, it's just a really a, a mess from the top down, and it starts at the top level with the less than satisfactory recruitment, and it comes down to the coaching staff trying to implement so many new things uh, and, and trying to build a, a repeatable playing style and a, and a new way of looking at Atletico, and then the players just failing to execute it. So it really, it, it's a... It's a trickle-down effect, Robbie, really from the very top. With the club not properly addressing the things that went wrong at the end of last season, that the title win covered up, and now you have this, where Atletico are out of two competitions, effectively, by the middle of January, and not really inspiring much confidence that they can do better in the Copa del Rey or the Champions League, no less. Yeah, and, 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 when you, and I'm not... I'm not... To, I'm not acting as if I uh, like a genius after the fact, and I did. I wouldn't have foreseen um, Oblak's uh, decline in form, but I do think that 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 kind of speaks more about a goalkeeper's ability and our inability to to kind of um, to to evaluate a goalkeeper be, uh, because it's all relative, right? Like I mean, so so, so for example, Oblak 
was confident and secure in the players he had in front of him and he knew the system, the structure and that gave him that extra bit of confidence to be his very best. All of a sudden you take him out of that environment or context and he looks very, very ordinary. His confidence is down He and then having been the best goalkeeper in the world for six, for the last three or four or five years, he he doesn't understand what's happening to him. And then all of a sudden, as he starts to second guess every single thing he does, and like like you look at Pep Guardiola when he brought uh, when he went to Man City, immediately he went to replace um, Joe Hart, which um, which it was it was Claudio Bravo. It was Claudio Bravo at first, yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that that. And I, I'm not acting like I, I was saying this all along, and I'm not. But but it it does kind of make sense when, when you think about it like that. And all these players and all these signings that that he brought in, uh, that Simeone brought in to play a certain style, and all of a sudden f- flipping that and saying no 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 we're never going to play this style. It's it, like like it's uh, it's now obviously. Uh, there are positions that are quite uh, kind of you can just switch the context and it's fine either way Rodrigo De Paul would look fine in any kind of setting I'd say or I would have taught you Felix players like that that, that, that are okay they're, they're, they're um, yeah it wouldn't matter to them but you do get a player like like O Black or and then things like that for players like that that do struggle when the context has changed and I think that um, this hasn't been well taught out in that like like I remember back in the day and, and I don't know if you remember this or not back in the day it wasn't that long ago but like <laughs> Southampton got promoted to the Premier League with Nigel Adkins and they were going well in the Premier League and they changed Nigel Adkins for Maurizio Pochettino. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was absolutely disgusted, saying, what has he done wrong? Why did they do this? This is a disgrace. And so Tanton's rationalising was, we are now required... He has taken us as far as he can. We are now required to play a different style of football. And it's not that Adkins did anything wrong, but he has reached his ceiling with this team. Now, look, I'm not saying... Atletico Madrid should have gone to Simeone and said, look, Diego, come on, out the door, we're going to get in someone else. That was never going to happen. But, it, it and, and it, it shouldn't happen, and he should, he has more respect than that, and he, 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 was, he gets to decide his own fate at the club and stuff like that. But, it's the kind of same thing. He has reached his absolute ceiling with this club. He has done every single thing he possibly can, and now he's just out of ideas, and, and that leads to stagnation, which leads to them guess second guessing the manager and him second guessing himself and here we are <laughs> like, like there's a fundamental like disagreement or miscommunication between what cholo wants this team to be and what the players characteristics and qualities are and i don't know if it's an issue of uh, disinterest or if it's an issue of nerves and lack of, of confidence or if it's just being physically second best but in so many cases these goals Atletico are letting in are, are from set pieces. They're dead ball scenarios where you have time to get set up and you have time to make a decisive play to head the ball clear, to hoof it clear, to prevent a goal any way you can. And Atletico's goals in this game, once again, came from set pieces. Atletico uh, gave up a dangerous free kick in, almost immediately after scoring. Uh, I don't remember who Hermoso bundled over, but Munyain sends the ball into the box and Inigo Martinez was very unfortunate not to score. Oblak made a great save. Athletic had a succession of free kicks immediately after Atletico went ahead. It was like Atletico were afraid to keep playing. It was like Atletico were afraid to get that second goal, as you wrote about earlier this week, Robbie, that they are so afraid of being hit on the counter and being hit in transition that they're deciding, you know what, screw it. Let, let's not go out and attack and push for the second goal. Like If you're putting on Suarez, that should be the aim, right? You're going to get a second goal because Suarez is not going to help you in the transition aspect because he can't run anymore. He can't move. He's old. And, and Atletico just burrow in there like ticks despite not having the personnel really to do that anymore as we've talked about in recent, not just this season, in recent seasons. And part of why Atleti won the league last year is because for a little more than a half a year they realized, oh wow, we have players who can play this style, why don't we play this style? But then it's, it's, and it's all trended downwards since then and now they are so, they're at a point where they have become so jaded and so 
um, nervous and, and frightened of being hit on the counterattack and just being torn apart on the counter that they're not really playing anything. No juega nada. They're not playing anything. And Athletic's two goals come from eminently preventable actions. Uh, Uri's header, Oblak had no chance at it. Uh, a failed cl- a deflection and a failed clearance, and Nico Williams lashes in the winner. Um, two goals in five minutes really did in Atleti. And, you know, you, you texted me Hector Herrera on to save the day. Uh, he comes on with Cunha to try to turn things around, and they're just really... Is, that's kind of emblematic of where Atletico are. There are really no solutions for this team-wide malaise, particularly from dead ball scenarios. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's that's the that's the tail of the tape right there. You just you just laid it all out there, but uh, it's um, yeah, and, and and as you read that, and as and as you explain that, it, it it is it's seriously worrying for Atletico because it it. Like like you you were saying there about Suarez and that, and and you said just to start off, the uh, the, the way that Simeone wants them to play etc. Does he even know? Like, do we? Are we sure what's actually happening here? Or maybe I'm just not smart enough to know to be able to see what's happening. But what what, what are they? Are they a possession based team? Risk taking? Uh, They're not good, is they, what they are. Yeah, they're just not good. They're it just make, bad. It doesn't really make any sense in a no. way. No, no, no. I, I do understand that the, the losing care on Trippier. I was just looking at them tonight, and I was just thinking like how, um, how, uh, how, how, how much they lost it in 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 care on Trippier's creative uh, burst on the right, and and their only player right now is Yannick Carrasco in terms of consistently creating anything, um, and. He just relying on him to maybe do something. It, it's not clear that there's any plan. There's no. Uh, they're not getting nothing from their their even Marcus Llorente is it's just completely gone off the boil. It's seriously concerning for his um his form too. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't really I don't really know where they go from here. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope Llorente doesn't become another Saul where he's just played out of position so often that he kind of forgets who he is, which is exactly what happened to Saul Niguez, and that's why he's at Chelsea now. Uh, fighting for minutes there and yeah that i noticed in the first half especially atletico really missed those runs that urente would provide last year but nope they don't have another right back in the squad so urente's got to play there um just really just poor squad planning you know and for a, a, a front office with a sporting director and andrea berta that had done so well the past few windows to just bungle this so massively uh it, it's just really kind of frightening atletico have lost nine times in 27 games this year uh, losing a third of their games. They've won only 11 of those 27 games across three competitions. This is a team that I think we can say it without much fear of reprisal. This is a team that is just not very good and has several players not playing at the level we saw last season. Um, Mario Hermoso is a guy we haven't talked a ton about on the pod this year because there have been so many other problems. But Hermoso is contributing to how shaky and unsteady and nervous Atletico are defensively. He's a really poor on-ball 1v1 defender. And he I imagine he just drives Simeone absolutely bananas. Because uh, Hermoso is like just improvising out there half the time. Um, he sh- Whether he's shanking a clearance or failing to stay in front of his man, I imagine he drives Simeone just absolutely crazy. Yeah, there was a while where he looked really, really good and, and, and he was kind of, in a way, replacing... Uh, Thomas Partey's kind of long, long balls across the field from when he stepped up as the left uh, centre back into almost a midfield role. Uh, but yeah, I mean his defending has just fallen off a cliff. But like again, you you put him into a different context, and I don't know how he looks. Like if he's playing left and the left of a back four, or, or regularly, or or alternatively, if he has a a, a left wing back or a left back. Uh, just a normal left back beside him that's solid and they build up a good com- uh, connection I-, I think his fortunes change and I understand that we're, we are talking about it in, in relation to this season and, and that penalty against Liverpool I haven't I still no I know to figure out what he- <laughs> <laughs> but no no but like I mean you, you, so, so, so usually you've got like Carrasco there who, who who just isn't naturally 
defensive minded I mean it's it just it makes it so much tougher for him also um, and then and then all of a sudden he ch- takes whoever off and, and, and Renan Lodi plays there who is very jumpy like he's very um, he's very, it's just it, he's just there's a lot of nervous energy with Lodi that that, that 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 makes me feel like every single time he's on the ball he just doesn't it, it feels like he's just not in control of what the game is moving too fast for him, and and uh, I am not entirely sure that he's the answer there. So Hermoso, and then Hermoso is also being asked to kind of help in the build up. So he's moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. Next thing, Atletico can give the ball away, and he's just completely caught out, looking, making him look ridiculous all the time. Having said that, his his defending and his every single foul he makes is almost a yellow card and, and, and he, he does need to fix that but I think you, you, you change the, the context for him too and, and we might be talking about a completely different player uh, and then I was just thinking also like if you look at Jose Maria Jimenez who who was uh, who was linked with Man City like like this last summer and, and who is considered one of the up and coming He's twenty six now, but like one of the one of the best central def- young central defenders. Um, what's happened to him? Jose like, H- Jose can't... Jimenez is going to be an up and coming defender until he's like forty. Like it's yeah, uh, know, we we guys, haven't yeah. seen we haven't seen him play much because of all the injuries in recent years. Uh, and even when he has played this year, he hasn't been all that good. Uh, I I was surprised when the club renewed his contract. Uh, I thought he was a prime candidate to be sold. Uh, like. Like at the top of his, at the peak of his value, um, it's surprising they extended his contract to twenty twenty five because we've watched Jimenez for years, and he has been simultaneously tantalizing and extremely frustrating because he misses twenty games a year. Like your number one center back and third captain cannot be missing forty percent of the year every year. And Savage being out half the year has only complicated things because it's forced Simeone to rely on some combination of Felipe, Hermoso, Versalco, and Condogbia as the central defenders. And part of that answer is why are Atletico so bad defensively? Because they haven't had Jimenez and Savage available most of the year. Like, Savage missed his eighth straight game on Thursday. Like, your top center back cannot be gone for that long. Mm. No, definitely. And, 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 and I completely agree with that. I can't exactly remember how Savage was playing before he got injured, but I'm not entirely sure it was that good. But there's another example of of a player who just doesn't fit with what they're trying to do. Being more possession heavy, uh, like so even if you do add Savage back in, and I, I, I completely understand your point, and you are right, I mean, in terms of just defending and having a bit of security at the back from set pieces and, and, mm-hmm. and kind of uh, a little bit of muscle back there and, 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 and consistency. Savage does add something in that respect, but in terms of being asked what he like, I mean, he's not the kind of player who you who you want bringing the ball out and taking risks with his passing, like like uh, I don't know. You, you look at someone like an even Eder Militao for Real Madrid, who who's looking excellent this season. Like I mean, you compare him to to, to someone like Savage, and Militao is the kind of player who. Who who's not neither a, a, a full on ball playing uh, defender uh, or just a pure uh, uh, muscle man? Uh, so you know, like Savage does a little bit of both, but like you wouldn't be, um, yeah, you wouldn't be relying on him to bring the ball out and, and helping that much in the build up. <laughs> at least you shouldn't be, and he showed he was pretty proficient at that last season. Uh, and we thought there was going to be another step in that evolution this year where Atletico were going to uh, develop this idea further where Savage and Jimenez, in addition to Hermoso, could all capably play the ball at the back, but they have gone backwards. Like most of the team, it, it's just been a, a gradual de-evolution from the first game of the season on. It, it, Atletico have never looked convincing for really any meaningful period of time outside of isolated games against Betis, Barcelona, uh, maybe that Porto game in the Champions League, but that was a really crazy one, like, in context. So, yeah, it's this is just how the season has gone. We're more than halfway through the season. I think we have enough ammo to where we can say this team is just not very good. Uh, they need to make wholesale changes uh, over the summer because it doesn't look like anything's really going to happen in January. The uh, 
an update on the right back situation. Daniel Voss looks like he's going to stay at Valencia now. As uh, Pepe Bordelas said, nope, I don't want him to leave. We don't have a replacement. So Atletico just kind of scrambling for a new right back. Uh, just, again, poor planning, poor strategy. Not having a Kieran Trippier replacement lined up and ready to go. Just another you know, another check mark on the list of things that are hurting the plantilla. The things that are hurting the squad right now is that they're short at right back. They're The one natural right back in the squad played as a center back tonight in a 3-5-2. Uh, and then Llorente played out of position and Atletico missed that key element to the attack. It's been like that the whole year. If one thing isn't going wrong, something else is almost certainly going to do going to go wrong. It's just that's just who they've been this year. And you wrote yesterday about um, the the variance between Atletico's expected goals against and the actual goals conceded. Um, and yeah, on on one hand, they, they've been terribly, horribly unlucky. But on the other hand, they're kind of creating their own misfortune because of the injuries and the suspensions and uh, Athletic, like many other teams, know how to play them. Atletico can be hit on the counter by anybody these days. And if they don't hit you on the counter, they're going to get hit on set pieces because there's a lack of concentration and a lack of focus that is really inexplicable from a Simeone coach team. Yeah, and I, and I just wonder... I was looking at the goals back again and, and they're obviously playing like a, a zonal marking kind of a system and I don't really know enough about that kind of thing to comment too bad, too, <laughs> with too much insight on it. But Lamar was kind of just standing there. I, I, if you watch those two goals, it's the exact same defensive setup they have and Lamar is standing, I, I, like if, and then he, he's not to blame for the first one and nothing got to do with him. But for the second one, the same thing happens and he's standing there like why isn't he standing closer to Nico Williams? It just it just it just um, it, and and you you said earlier just about how they're being asked to do too many things all at once and it's like nothing is sticking. There's no actual focus and 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 as a result everything's suffering. And that's another example where like like set piecing shouldn't set pieces shouldn't be a problem, but given the fact that there's so little uh, there's so so much worry and concern about trying to do fix 10 different things around the field set pieces have just naturally fallen off or something because that's exactly what's happened and then all of a sudden the the, the snowball effect and everything starts to crumble and um, the, the, yeah that's that's what we've seen and uh, I, I, I don't know I have absolutely no idea unless Simeone goes absolutely but he has to make top four, so I can't see him just completely sh- uh, changing everything. Yeah, you, so he, he not, can't. He can't. Sure. He can't play it as if he's got nothing to lose because there is a lot to lose. Uh, the club has to be in the Champions League in order to be financially viable, given the the debts they've rung up over over the years, dating back 30, 35 years to the Jesus Heel days. Um, the, the club must, in order to be financially viable and sustainable, they must make top four, and they should still get top four. Uh, you, you'd think, based on the talent and the quality they have, and given the recent history under Simeone, but I don't know, like a team that doesn't have an identity, a team that doesn't have confidence in itself and in its ways can fall a long way. Like I'd let it go before the season, we were discussing them as possibly winning back-to-back league titles. That's obviously now gone. The aim is to be top four and go on a run in one of the two cup competition and Atletico have left but again it, it's very dangerous when you have a team even with the talent and the skill level that's that's on hand here a team that is imbalanced a team that doesn't have a clear idea of what it wants to do game in game out week in week out and it can snowball it can spiral out of control very quickly and that's where this season is heading top four is by no means a guarantee La Liga is as balanced and as uh parody driven as it's been in what 15 20 years i think it's it's great for the competitive like balance of the league um it may not be to everyone's flavor but it's very good that teams like uh, bettis are in the top four it's very good that teams like sevilla can legitimately challenge for the title it's very good from a competitive pov uh but from a strictly speaking from an atletico perspective it's it's really bad and it's disquieting and discomforting that and it's not at all comforting rather that um 
that this could get worse, that this could in every imaginable way get worse. Atletico should not be entering really any game right now as the favorites. No, and that's it. And, and, and you don't know how bad it can actually get, given the fact that they're unwilling and, and, and don't seem to have the players that can score multiple goals or, or, or that can, that can uh, really, really hurt you. Uh, or at least, or at least they're not. They they don't. They're not being played in the right positions. I mean, Yao Felix right. obviously can, but it just never, ever, ever looks like he's 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 consistently dangerous. Even when he is dangerous in games, it's usually like a set piece or some kind of a a, a counter attack. Maybe it, it's never like. Yao Felix is on a mission tonight, or and, and Luis Suarez was like that once upon a time in 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 the Atletico jersey at the start last season and 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 last season. But he doesn't look like that guy anymore. They're not getting enough touches in the box. They're not getting enough. They're not getting enough. Um, they they don't create enough clear cut chances. Even tonight, they didn't create any chances. Um, nope. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this is. Uh, I mean, it's been. Pretty pretty negative so far, but uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out actually to Kiko Fletcher nineteen. I didn't respond to his comment on my on my article on the site, but uh, I did read your 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 comment and I, I agree with most of it. Yeah, mm. in case he's listening. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, that was a. Let's read that comment, shall we? Why not? While we're while we're on the air here, so to speak. If the page will be so kind as to low for me, thank you. Uh, so Kiko Fletcher 19 wrote uh, as a comment on Robbie's column on our site. Um, I believe the root of the problem lies at the feet of our personnel on the defensive side. The Montero Hermoso pairing are horrible, as correctly pointed out in the last Colt Gennaro chat. So the one we did over the weekend. Uh, Montero is at his best in a 4-4-2. Conversely, Hermoso is quote-unquote best in a 3-5-2 slash 532. I believe the difference between this year and last is that we did not see much of this tire fire pairing as Felipe was on the bench. Uh, Savage was there to clean up his messes. I feel that our defensive woes are largely attributed to quote unquote horrible center back play. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I think that's the, that's the point I made on the last podcast is that these are two center backs. Felipe didn't play today, obviously, but Hermoso is one who is very good in one formation and not so good in the other. Felipe is the other way around. You and in central defense, with how fragile Atletico are and how low on confidence and low on fumes they are, you can't really afford to be swapping guys in and out like that. You can't really have afford to have a revolving door. When Atletico's defense was really good in years past, you know, Godin was always available. Godin was never hurt. Um, Miranda was a rock for a good three, four years. And then you had you know Jimenez coming up, Lucas Hernandez coming up. It wasn't a revolving door. There was a clear pecking order, and players were available and sticking to a clear, uh, compact block, a clear strategy as to how to prevent goals from going in. Now there's that's gone out the window. There's not really there's not really any of that, and it's it's a cascading effect because Atletico are so vulnerable on the counter, and they can't really attack with consistency or flair or verve either. Uh, you, you mentioned Joao Felix tonight, and again, another opportunity that, that's just passed him by as we enter the back half of his third season at Atletico. Uh, he provoked the the game's or, or the only goal for Atletico in the game, which a, a header from the corner. But, I mean, what else did he do? He had the ball in the net inside the first 10 seconds, but it was ruled offside. He had 16 touches in the first half. That's it. Oblak had more, and he had seven ball losses too. So just another chance for Joao to shine, and it's just passed him by while in yesterday's game in the Classico semifinal you have both Vinicius and Ansu Fati scoring for their teams in a game that was as far as this competition goes is a classic and Joao can't respond on Thursday he cannot respond when Atletico need him to yeah he was he was disappointing but again like I mean we're talking about go, go, going back a, a bit there Godin and Miranda and that it, it was Simeone's coaching that made them look like that and I know that they were good players anyway Sure. But but I don't think Jimenez is a completely lost cause. Now obviously the injuries are a completely separate issue. But I don't I, and I don't know if Jimenez could ever get to the Godin level. But but it was Simeone's coaching that that he put them into the situation that that worked for them. And and I know that there's a big debate and there's a lot of discussion about how much managers affect things. And and I I, I think it can be overblown, but it can also be undersold. And I think that Simeone wants to kind of. The general, the, 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 once the kind of general 
idea is there. And and and, and let's look at Julian Lopetegui. Mm. Uh, he he has coached his team up to, to to incredible heights and made a lot of what what would have been considered fairly fairly ordinary decent La Liga players look like he has turned them into fifty sixty million euro players, right? So so he has full control over what over the idea of what's going on there. How he he's clear on how he wants to play. Who he wants in certain positions, and him and Monchi are on the same page, and they are getting the results. Now, Simeone, the idea is unclear. the The squad hasn't been rebuilt enough in order. If the idea was clear, and Simeone said, "Right, we're going all in on this. We need. I need two ball playing central defenders. I need a." right wing back I need a uh, whatever and, and, and yeah and, and I just think that that is the that's exactly what's going wrong here in that the idea isn't clear and 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 the, the, the squad doesn't match whatever bit of an idea he has they haven't gone all in on it and they're trying to tread water while rebuilding and introducing new ideas and what we're getting is that it, what you think that would look like on the field mm-hmm. a pure mess yeah and uh, and and um and yeah i think that that's uh I, I and i also wonder like i mean i wonder in terms of like i know the trippier thing was was a kind of a nice gesture in a way to from atletico in that trippier acted very well he came he saw and he conquered for atletico won la liga and he wanted to go home that's all fine but i just wonder how much of that is also down to the fact that Simeone is thinking this season's almost a lost cause and I wonder if he is even thinking I don't know if he's thinking about leaving but I think he's thinking this needs a pure rebuild a, a complete rebuild and obviously he's not, he hasn't given up on the season and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that but I wonder does he start building for or not building for it if he's going to leave but does he start to just is has it gotten to the point now with him where the, the, the that that tricky Spanish word illusion is gone? Mm. And he's just kind of fighting against time now at this point and just trying to save face. Like for uh, for Atletico this this summer, do you build around guys that the board wants, or do you build around guys that Simeone wants? Like they need to make a choice here. If Simeone's got a contract in twenty twenty four and he will leave whenever he wants. Like, that's the status he has at the club. He's a, a club icon and, and a legend, of course. But, like, this summer, do you give Simeone, like, all his choices? like Or should Berta do all he can to give Simeone, like, his hand-picked list of players? Or should these be club signings? Should they trend toward making a, a replacement at, at, the, at, at head coach? Should they focus toward potentially changing the manager? Because this summer yeah, well, you mean, need another like, significant like, investment, there, and I and I do agree that that Simeone will leave when he wants. But yeah. it can also be. No, I, I don't know how, what the relationships are like within the really inner circle there at Atletico. But like, so it can be suggested to him that listen, Diego, maybe possibly it's time, and he can kind of read read the tea leaves. And say, yeah, it is. You're right. It's time. I mean, I always got Simeone as the kind of guy who 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 who, who is he, he is quite smart and he is quite um, he is he's quite he's very humble. Like I mean, in in, in press conferences and in, in in defeat and in losses, he is very very humble. So I do think he might, at the end of the summer or at the end of the season, accept that. Listen, this is and and you know what you know what actually. And and I don't know if he would do this. Maybe not. Maybe maybe it's a little bit too early now. But maybe in February or March, if Diego Simeone said, "This is it for me. This is my farewell tour. I'm leaving at the end of the season," he might spark a little bit of a response from the players, and it actually might help to end this end end the season 
on a on a on a on a on a, on a high note rather than kind of dragging on and it being brought up and what are you going to do because if it continues like this under every single sign points towards this continuing like this it's been like this now for seven months we've been we've, we've been saying this it's it's never once maybe one or two games they looked competent but never have they gotten into any kind of a decent uh, like I mean as far back as Alaves Espanyol Getafe games that they were just barely clinging on and, and, and this has been going on now and now yeah they've lost four they lost four in a row in La Liga they've lost now tonight in, 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 uh, with the spotlight on and um, I just wonder if if maybe kind of Simeone addressing that I don't know if he would because he's a very he he, he obviously has a, a lot of pride and and he has uh, he doesn't want to make any rash decisions. But I just wonder if it's to the point now where he needs to maybe address like what what's the thinking here like what what's going on, uh, yeah. And how the club approaches it over the summer because as we've said a pretty much full scale rebuild is needed. Atletico need to make probably six to eight signings over the summer and sell various players or release various players from their contracts uh, in order to get, dip back into the market in a meaningful way. Like, there's talk there's going there's going to spend a bunch of money on a new forward, uh, whether that's Dusan Vlahovic or somebody else, we don't know yet. Um, but there are plans to overhaul the defense. There are plans to bring in a, a new top-drawer forward, perhaps shuffle the midfield around a bit. You need money to do that, and you need players who fit the coach's style and the coach's philosophy and the the player coach and board all need to be on the same page here and when this squad was was built you know it, it looked like it looked like that was that was the case right let it go on the league last year um but these problems cropped up in the second half of last season they weren't properly addressed and now we're seeing the full effect so when atletico go to the market next summer for a second rebuild in four years um, there needs to be a clear understanding of, well, is Diego Simeone going to continue? Is he going to be our coach for the next three, four, five years? And if he is, we need to sign players who can demonstrate their capacity for succeeding in his in his playing style. Because spending that money on the next Joao Felix, we've seen how Joao Felix has gotten on at Atletico. There have been moments of brilliance. There have been a lot more moments of frustration. Uh, Atletico cannot afford to take those swings anymore and come up empty. So either the coach stays for the next five years and you target every single signing, every single transfer to that fact, to that intention, or the coach leaves and you start anew with a new style, a new coach. Atletico are at a genuine crossroads right here that they haven't been under, uh, that, that they haven't been at under Simeone because the last 10 years for the most part have gone so swimmingly. With you know eight trophies and including two league titles, two Champions League finals, the last decade has proceeded as swimmingly as any period in Atletico's history, at least since the 1960s and early 1970s. But now there's a genuine, uh, there's a genuine feeling of, you know, um, at a crossroads. There's a genuine feeling that it may be time before it becomes an Arsene Wenger at Arsenal situation. You know, it it may be time to consider not just what the next partido looks like but what the next decade looks like yeah and i i think that i think that um Simeone is young enough too that he he like I mean I think Wenger was holding on because he knew this was his life's work and this was his right. and, and I understand that Simeone probably feels the same but Simeone has always said he's going to manage in Italy and, and I'm sure he has ambition maybe to to, to, to manage beyond Italy and, and see what's going on and in, in, in what options maybe in the Premier League and stuff so I, I'm sure Simeone will be thinking maybe if I, I, I'll, I'll go on and maybe even come back to Atletico for the end of his career or something like that. But like, yeah, I, I would imagine after that tonight, and as we've seen it now, uh, I would imagine um, that the there are internal discussions going on now, not over his future or anything like that, but what's going on here? Um, and I'm sure it'll be handled very, 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 um, very with care. But it, I, I would imagine, as uh, this is the, the, those discussions are happening now as to what Simeon is thinking and what what's happening and why they aren't performing. And I, I'd say we'll start hearing stuff soon about like what 
what uh, what the plan is. Because uh, the the current plan is very obviously not working. Uh, so Atletico are going to have internal discussions at boardroom level of how to fix the team, what to do, what the plan should be for next season and beyond. Uh, Robbie, we're going to uh, try our own hands at that, right? We're going to try to fix Atletico ourselves uh, with a new series we are planning for Into the Calderon, and we're calling it, appropriately enough, Fixing Atletico. Yeah, well, we've been talking about it enough, and it sounds so easy. I mean, it, it can't be that complicated, surely, no? Surely, no. No, we, we've got this under control. <laughs> we, we can so, yeah, totally yeah, we'll, do it. Sorry, go ahead. We can totally do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we are going to get to work on on this series here titled Fixing Atletico. Uh, In the uh, coming days, coming weeks, we're going to be looking at uh, various areas of the team and discussing what's gone wrong there this season and how Atletico can best solve it uh, by turning to the market through certain strategic uh, changes, uh, etc. Robbie is going to be looking at potential right-back options after Kieran Trippier's departure. I'm going to be looking at new forward options uh, given... Atletico could lose at least one of their five forwards this summer. Yeah, yeah, and, and there have been names mentioned, so I, I have a slightly easier job in that. I the, the four names mentioned, so I'll be looking at the four players that have been mentioned and and and, and offering up my advice on that uh, for uh, as a long term solution and what might be what uh, the future for what the future might hold whereas you have the full gamut of strikers and we can kind of take a look at who would be ideal and 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 stuff like that so yeah it should be interesting we'll try to um we'll try to kind of give a give a as broad a view as we can and kind of with all the caveats and, and everything thrown in there for good measure yes we are very excited to get to work on that so uh, keep an eye on into the calderon.com and on our twitter to uh, see what we come up with to see the results of our efforts to quote unquote fix Atletico. That'll do it for today's edition of Colchonero Chat. We've we've rambled long enough, haven't we, Robbie? Yeah, yeah, and uh, we will see you Sunday for the final. Oh no, wait, sorry, we got a night off on Sunday. <laughs> yes, yes, it's good to lace these things with humor. Uh, Atletico have the weekend <laughs> off uh, as they fly back from. Uh, from Riyadh, from Saudi Arabia. Uh, the next game is next Wednesday against Real Sociedad in the Copa del Rey. Uh, no Jose Jimenez for that one, owing to his late red card in this one, as the Supercopa and the Copa are both uh, Spanish Federation-sanctioned competitions. Jimenez is not eligible, given his sending off tonight. Uh, already um, off to a good start there. And Condogbia out, possibly. He went off injured, yep. so... Ooh. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring my boots down and... They might give me a game. Yeah, <laughs> might uh, have uh, Robbie Dunn come on as a second half sub. <laughs> do Do you fancy yourself a good pivot? <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't a pivot. I was more like kind of a uh, Luis Suarez, out of control <laughs> maniac. More the, the the out of control hunter, the maniac. Yeah, yeah the poacher. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the next Wednesday, and it's uh, it's at Anoeta as well. So inhospitable ground for Atletico. Uh, to kick off the Copa del Rey round of 16. Uh, uh, Fingers crossed that we'll be talking about a win after that one. But we will talk to you next week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll chat with you soon. Adios.